What's up, everybody, and welcome back to On the Break, the Last Dance episodes one and two edition. It's J Mac, Josh VG, and Kyle Beats, fellas. Back again, like a day later, but nonetheless, here to talk MJ documentary. How we doing? I can't get enough of you guys. Give me, <laughs> give me some more of this. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Excited to be on. Really, uh, a lot of anticipation for this. Think it would have been there anyways, but the quarantine has just amplified that anticipation that much more. <laughs> yeah, I tweeted Great. before, right before the documentary started, and I said, uh, "I want to read verbatim." Well, so we'll get into it in a second, but I said, "Waited for the last dance for years." There's almost no way this thing doesn't let me down somehow, right? No, not yeah. not right I mean, out of the it, gate. Really, not out of the gate. I, I think it's possible that it's not going to be what I expected it to be or that it's not going to be as, you know, as great as I think it's going to be. But I have pretty high expectations. So if it falls short, it's not going to be that surprising. Yeah, that's I was really hoping that it would be a lot more of just what this team was and what was going on. And it's it's pretty much turned out to be the Jordan documentary. Like I like the first episode, I was like, okay, that's fine. Jordan documentary is fine. Then the second episode, they started on Scotty Pippen. I was like, yes, dude, give me some more of this, and let's go Dennis Rodman and move on from there. And then it turned back into the Jordan documentary. Yeah. So that was it's fantastic, dude. And I was just entranced by the entire thing, and so many amazing things stuck out to me. But I just I was really hoping for more of the team, and they might still do that. It I, might just be setting the stage. I think we'll get there. We have eight episodes left, and remember, Rodman has a documentary, a thirty for thirty, on him specifically. Right. So, Which like, is fantastic. It, it is fantastic. They weren't going to go down that rabbit hole too much, just because there's a whole story out there, which is, like Kyle said, fantastic, incredible to watch. So that's one to go back on. But I think there's still a lot of room to be to to open this thing up. What? So I guess we'll go like episode by episode, but like. Going into this thing, so first of all, I, I wanted to to see what you guys think about this. So going into this thing, so I turned on, uh, tuned into ESPN about 15 minutes before and happened to catch the show Peyton's Place or something like that. I saw it, but I didn't dabble. Dude. I what? just saw him sticking his head in the in the bucket at the very end. Yeah. I was like, okay. I <laughs> so I want to read the second tweet <laughs> that I fired off not long after that. I said... What in the actual fuck is this Peyton Manning thing on ESPN? Do people actually like this shit? Like, it was like they were trying to revive the SNL skit of the Bears thing over oh, and over man. and over. It's tough to do. Dude, do, oh, Kyle, you almost got to go watch it. It's so reaching. bad. I saw it, and I didn't even want to dabble in it. It's I was so, like, so you, can only, you can only do that in dosages. Yeah. You can't lead into the Michael Jordan Bulls documentary with this bullshit. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they, that was just, they were just playing filler all day. I mean, I sat around for like two or three hours at like five o'clock. I was like, all right, I'm ready. And I just didn't have anything to do for like three hours. It was really depressing. Yeah, except probably look up MJ <laughs> clips and whatnot and reflect over your top 30 list and, you know, all that. It's Yeah, jo Josh has still got five pages of LeBron notes, but um, <laughs> I, I really do. do. Think I can unload them right now. I do think they are going to continue to, uh, you know, set the stage and do a little bit of these like mini deep dives, even for some of the role players. But I, I think it's going to be overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly a Jordan doc. But we we talked about that on yesterday's episode. I still think that they're going to spend some time on other players. And I, I thought they did a really good job of explaining the Scotty Pippen situation, which the seven years for $18 million contract is 
unfucking believable. Insane, dude. Like, and that was what really stuck out to me was the Warriors had that with Steph Curry too, where you just have this yep. one super, like the greatest teams in history have this one superstar that's underpaid and it allows them to put stuff around them. And that's, that's what Scottie Pippen was. And I didn't realize how bad his contract was previously. I've read a lot on all, everything. Phil Jackson doesn't even mention his contract in his book, 11 rings. Super interesting, but you do get a lot of the him and Jerry Krause fights. But I mean, like, you already know where my head's going with this. I don't even have to say this. You signed that contract. Like that, I mean. Yeah, and the owner told yeah. him not to. So right. in fairness, the owner told him not to. And, yeah, and, I was confused about that. I was like, what? I don't know if this guy's lying or if he actually did tell this guy. Because I'd be like, dude, sign sign that contract <laughs> right now. You know, yeah, I'm well, not. I don't know. Why would that owner stick this in front of his face and then go, you probably shouldn't sign this. It's you easy to say that. that in hindsight. It's easy to say that in hindsight, though. Like yeah. at the time, well, no, I think Jerry Krause is the one that presented him with that deal. And oh, I think really? The animosity from Pippen was towards Krause and not towards the owner. Right. I thought the animosity was because Krause wouldn't let him out of it afterwards. And he was trying to trade him. Think, yeah, a little bit of all of that, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think he gave him the deal and wouldn't let him out of it. Yeah, dude, Krause is like <laughs> the goblin from that. Oh, so is Sunny in Philadelphia, Broadway, like trying to sneak <laughs> into Scotty Pippen's hole. <laughs> yes, um, but the first one really focused on Michael. I think overall, right? Like we didn't really get a lot of role player stuff, but like we got a hint of some really cool stuff. Like, I mean, some of the cameos that showed up, Barack showing up, yeah. Bill Clinton showing up was awesome. Like. Uh, that was more of the Pippen one, I think, actually, with Bill Clinton. Yeah. But yeah. Um, both from Arkansas, still really good. Like it's, it's. I feel like it's setting the stage for for a pretty awesome story. I love how the timeline goes back and forth and tells different parts of the story. Yeah, and I yeah. need that too. I need to know where where we're at here because like ninety four through ninety eight was kind of like it's confusing the order of events because so many things happen. So I'm glad they're. They're time mining that for me. I did not realize, like, I, I understood this was going to be about, like, the last season. And I, I, like, briefly remember the Pippen contract issues, but I didn't realize, like, Phil actually made a document called The Last Dance and, like, laminated yeah. it. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, that was crazy reading through his book because he gives, like, like that was the movie version of Phil's book and that Krause said, I'm not hiring you back. This is your last chance. And I'm That's only doing crazy. it because the owner said so. Dude, yeah, like this is crazy. The problem with like major GMs in sports is they just let their ego get in the way and they don't care about winning anymore. They care about who they are. Yeah. I mean, the challenge about him though is he actually it's not like he inherited that situation. Like he built that up and he made a lot of good GM decisions. And I mean, I think they did a good job of noting that throughout is that he made a lot of great moves with free agency signings and draft picks, but ultimately couldn't get out of his own way with his ego at the end. Yeah. And, I mean, gave an ultimatum to a team that had won five rings. Seven <laughs> yeah. years. Like, why are we giving these two guys ultimatums here? Shouldn't they be telling you when when they're done? It's I don't so, know why the owner. Do you, do you guys know why the owner didn't step in and say, "Cross, you're you're that's enough of you." I, I mean, mean I, I think he did. So, yeah. I mean, they gave him the one year six million. So no, that was that was Phil. Right. I'm saying. Oh, why didn't I just get rid of Cross? Yeah. Why didn't the I owner get rid of Cross? Because he had done so so well for him in building that team up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to doubt him at that point is really kind of how ownership probably looked at it, even though, uh, and again, it's easy to say, but I mean, you look at the fact they just won five straight. I mean, how do you, like, how do you, how do you count out a team that has Michael Jordan? Like the words rebuild and Michael Jordan are not, those are not synonyms of each other. 
Yeah, and that's We're incredibly also, clear. He made that. You can tell clear. how insulted Jordan is in the when he's talking about the rebuilds, and I, lo- I actually, I kind of like Jordan's interviews because he's like, dude, it's no bullshit, but it's not like incredibly, incredibly rude. It's just no bullshit, right? I don't know if they're just pulling his best lines, but I'm like, this guy has never said anything incorrect in an interview ever. This <laughs> yeah. guy's the best interviewer of all time, right? right. Yeah. No, but I mean, he's but he's always been honest that way. He's never really bullshitted, and I think that was. I mean, he went he went kind of in some interesting places. Like whenever he told the story about the whole team doing lines and smoking weed and stuff like that, like yeah. that was crazy. That's awesome because yeah. you never see MJ open up like that, right? And, I was, yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, like, you don't see him open up at all about anything. Like, this is the most I've heard out of MJ ever, really. Right, and that that's what I I meant. I was talking about whenever reporters were interviewing him whenever he was younger, and he just said the perfect thing every single time, like every single time he said something, I was like, that was a textbook answer. And it doesn't feel like it's just some textbook answer. Like you see with most players where they just give you something they read off a script, you know, they felt real. And it was like when he was, when people asked him about Scotty and he kind of blew it aside and just said, we're, we're 100% focused on winning, but he somehow made you feel like that was the truth. And like, he wasn't just trying to push something aside for sure. And one thing I noticed about that is like, we have not come very far as far as interviewing players and what that feels like, because it didn't feel any different than what you've seen out of anybody else on a given night. No, it's just the, like the microphones are smaller. That's about it. But (laughs) you know, it's, it's bad questions, you know, 25 years ago, it's bad questions now, but, um, I did catch a few. There are a few of those they let them, you know, kind of show in small glimpses tonight where it's like Jordan really being an asshole in the locker room. Yeah. But it's always like with good intent behind it. Like it's to motivate you, not really to break you down personally. Yeah. Although it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of both, but it's, it's motivating you to win. Um, dude, some of the lines he was dropping on Jerry Krause, though, it's like, you <laughs> know, he goes, are those, are those diet pills or they make or are those short pills? It's like, <laughs> dude, that's your GM. That's I know. Insane. I was like, that's your boss, bro. Like, so chill funny. out. This dude's taking fucking nuclear shot after nuclear shot from Michael Jordan. And like, what can you say? What can dude, you? Yeah. How do you respond you know, to it? <laughs> you know that that guy went throughout his entire life getting made fun of him in that, in that exact same way to get to be the GM of the Bulls. And he feels like he's on top of the world. And then he just start, gets made fun of by Michael Jordan for but his when life. They that, oh, fuck. That was like 97. So, like, Jordan's ego in 97 was a lot different than 87 when he was sure. three years in. Like, his ego evolved with his game. And at that point, he probably hated Jerry, too. But, I mean. Oh, most certainly. The, yeah. I didn't realize, like, the it, it kind of ties back to, like, J-Mac and I talked about it on the, you know, movies episode. You didn't realize the implications of Space Jam when we were kids. You didn't realize the animosity that this team had, at least I didn't when we were kids, to, at least to the level it's showing to be in these first couple of episodes. I mean, the one of the things that I saw hot on Twitter immediately was a picture of Jerry Krause and then a picture of the the uh, the leader of Moron Mountain yeah. in Space Jam. Like, I mean, that that's going all over the place, and it's like, that has some fucking truth to it. And wow, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I know, I was dying when I saw that. And it's like, you know, like this looks just like him. Yeah. And maybe some of this was rooted in some some interesting animosity. I think there's almost no doubt in my mind that that's who that's about now. I'm so convinced. I'm so convinced all of that's true. We're not going to go into that again. But the whole gambling thing, we'll get into that. I think we have eight more episodes to go on this. So we. it sounds like they might actually dabble in it. This is a little more 
Um, it's actually a little bit more MJ like opening up than I thought it would be. Did you guys notice in the in the very beginning whenever he's like, I'm Michael Jordan, I played for the Bulls for these years, and he like says that I took a break for 18 months and he kind of yeah. giggled. Smiled dude. and dude. I was like, Oh my god. Dude, absolutely. He knows that we know. He knows. I'm fine with it. I am too. So, here's the thing. I, I don't think we've seen – I think this is going to turn into an expose like you guys are talking to. At least I'm, I'm hoping that we see a little bit more of, I guess, tarnish on this team. Um, tarnish on MJ too, to be honest with you. I don't think this guy uh, is a just a angelic figure, right? So I want to see a little bit more of that, and I want to have that a little bit more brought forward. You talked about, Justin, previously that, that MJ was really worried about his public opinion, or image in this. I haven't seen any of that so far. Well, I mean, I love every second of it because yeah, he's he's looked great so far, and I, I haven't seen any type of like slander piece or even even just a this is what did happen that looked bad on MJ. Nothing's looked bad for him yet. Yeah, it depends on how you look at it, I guess. But I mean, the, these men like this is no different than anything we see all the time watching the NBA. Like the, it, like as far as like how guys handle their business and all that, like all this is none of this has changed at all. He's not doing little twosy with his kids like LeBron. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> he's that's answering shame. questions well. Yeah, I love like some of the scenes where he's like sitting on the bench and like the the guys are fucking around or whatever. They just look at him and he's just fucking stone faced. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm good. Incredible. I'm good on that. He what was like this, some international. Uh, yeah, it was a championship that they won, and he just could not give a shit. He's like, "All right, now everybody that hasn't won one, y'all celebrate, yeah, celebrate, <laughs> and we'll go back and we'll do some real shit." Yeah, yeah. it's, it's so funny. It's incredible, and like just the thing, the the sheer. I just I don't get the feeling like he's anything but kind of an honest person in that way, and he doesn't really give a fuck what a whole lot of other people thinks, and that shines through in this thing for sure. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a dick. <laughs> and, and it's it like, but I say that just because he doesn't, he doesn't sugarcoat anything, right? No, he is who he is and he doesn't really care because you don't have to, when you're at the top of the world, you don't have to care about what other people think about you. I, um, I love that he had a cigar and a, a neat scotch right next to him. The entire oh, interview, yeah. the whole time, the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Incredible. It, it really is though. To your point though, Josh, like he didn't care. He just wanted to be the best. He didn't care what other people thought. And like, when eventually one of these come out about LeBron, I think we'll realize like how self-conscious of a person he was, especially early in his career compared to MJ. And you can like see the drastic differences. Yeah. And, and a big thing about that is MJ had three years of college to get under yeah. his belt. That's what Phil talked about in his book was that Kobe was, he said that the, the difference between Jordan and Kobe in the locker room was night and day because Jordan won the hearts of people because he had three years of college to do, to learn how to like interact with people. Mm -hmm. Kobe never had that. And LeBron was, is a different type of leader than those two guys. Those guys are drag you through the mud by your, by your jock. Right. And LeBron is more like push you along and pull you along beside him. So you see a lot more self-consciousness that just looks like wanting to be friends all the time with these guys. Whenever you see self-consciousness, you see Kobe attacking people and then not respecting it for it. But because MJ had that college career and that college, like learning how to like, that's where I learned to interact with people is at college. You don't learn how to interact with the vast majority of people prior to then because M or Jordan had that. Phil said that, he was always a way greater leader than Kobe ever was. And he was in an incredible system that he, he got to learn under D Dean Smith as well. Yeah. And I think that showed. And I thought it was pretty cool that Dean Smith wasn't selfish to keep him there a fourth year. Like he was the one that told him go pro because yeah. he was ready. And I think that was that was pretty cool looking back on that. 
It's really, crazy to me too. Like I always forget that James Worthy was on that same team. That's insane, yeah, dude. I always forget oh, yeah. that, dude. Yeah. yeah. And I then mean, they played against Patrick Ewing in the final or in the, yep. the championship game. Yeah, man. I, I love that Patrick Ewing made a, a little cameo right out of the gate there too. That was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fresh number thirty on my <laughs> list. Um, no, so I love though too. Like, so like as this kind of went along, like it really started to mix like some of the incredible performances and i think that's what we got to at the very end with talking about the celtic series against bird and holy uh, shit dude, dude that I, was crazy and you just think about the the ridiculousness that is bill walton and just how pissed off he was that he had to guard mj and like you know and just looking back on that now that's so great and tongue-in-cheek in so many ways because of bill walton being who he is but i love that they're starting to highlight some of those just i mean that 63 point game was unbelievable yeah, when they showed Walt getting ISO'd by, by Jordan, it was so funny, man. I mean, just the footwork of some of those those defensive players outside of Dennis Johnson on the Celtics was really bad. Really, really bad. Four unathletic white guys. Right. Exactly. <laughs> sitting out there, I, was, I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, dude, this was Jordan, this is Jordan film. This isn't in the 60s, dude. Those guys, that those teams in the 80s weren't athletic. No. Not really. And he was. And you just he touched was on that. Today's athleticism, and that's what made him great. It was that he's. It's like he pulled him out of today's athleticism and stuck him in back there. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, it's true. And like, I love that they had. So, like, I, I thought it was really unique how, like, even though you're talking about a ga- a team that was 22 games under 500, still making the playoffs, which is unbelievable. By yeah, the way. I saw that. I, it, was, it was like 32 and 50. Yeah, they games. That's unbelievable. And they just like he basically willed those teams. I mean, you happen to go up against that Celtics teams that that had won sixty seven games in the regular season. Like that team was incredible. Uh it was still an incredible performance and just not one that's even talked about in the pantheon of his career as much as it should be. Uh, I think the 63 game is, but the fact that he had forty nine in the game before, because I knew knew about the sixty three point game. I didn't realize he had forty nine in game one. Yeah, and then and he plays like twenty three when he's doing that. Yeah, something like that. Twenty two, twenty three. Because that was his not his rookie year, but the next year, twenty three. Right. Yeah. And I mean, playing ga- uh, golf with Danny Ainge the day before. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, it's so crazy. You you were asking for that, dude. That's so that, that's so awesome. I love. See, I like that type of stuff. That makes me like him more. How crazy is it that Scottie Pippen was an equipment manager at University of Central <laughs> Arkansas? Dude, like, no joke. Unbelievable. How how crazy is it that he was uh, one of twelve? So in a there were two paralyzed people in a an, an actual family yeah. of fourteen people. Now, number one, if you have twelve siblings, you're asking for those kinds of odds because that's you know I mean come on, I guess that's true. It's a lot of people, but that's crazy that I mean he was able to separate himself like that. I guess he's looking a little feminine these days. Yeah, you mentioned <laughs> that. Sure, I was like. Scotty, pick a different color here, man. He's always been a little flashy guy, a little bit. <laughs> the earring is nice, um, you know. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. No, I like it. What? Did you notice how Jordan, like, they put him in a seat that, and all the shots, so cinematography, this is freaking fantastic, but all the shots you see of Jordan are from down to up, making him look bigger. Like in those in those interviews, completely white background, completely white, everything around him, but he's wearing dark clothes, to make him stand out more, shooting him up. And then Scotty Pippen, they're shooting down on him. That's interesting. Yeah. 
with a feminine a shirt on. I didn't I didn't realize that, but now that you pointed out, that is true. Dude, yeah. every single shot is going to make Jordan make, look more powerful. And dude, honestly, this like is when he's a conspiracy of the NBA <laughs> making Jordan a basketball god. Not even that, but it's just like the cinematography is going to make it's just good, dude. Like yeah. that's what I would do if I was writing this thing. I would do yeah. everything that t- that I can to make this larger than life character seem even bigger because that's what attracts people to it. But like, watch even the locker rooms. Watch how people maneuver around him. You don't even have get more powerful like even players like scotty move aside for him and stuff like that it's bizarre though and i don't think that lebron or kobe ever had the cachet that jordan had it's the swagger man but it's the yeah. swagger backed up with hard work and it's just it yeah. was so unique it's unlike anything i've ever seen yeah, dude i forget how like silky smooth his game was too like dude. he really was like more he's like way more polished than lebron yeah, I had I had LeBron number one, but his shot or his game it looks so much better than LeBron's game. Yep. Like LeBron's, you go, this is the most powerful character or player on in the world, and then Jordan, you go, this is guy is the best player in the world. You yep. know, it's just they're they're different. And Jordan's jump shot is as pretty as anybody's. Maybe Kobe. I, actually, I'll take Jordan. Jordan's game is prettier than anybody's game in the history of the of yep. basketball. Something else that didn't hold up very well is the late 80s early 90s suit game what do you dude, mean didn't hold are, up well what are you saying dude those guys are swimming in those suits those are just like sleeping bags <laughs> i was honestly thinking about that while i was watching that because they, they'd have their khakis pulled up to right below their nipples dude and they're like huge <laughs> so the bottom of the suit is literally at your knees like, yeah but those t- the long coat with the tails was such an, an unbelievable look yeah it really was but I, I so we're we're not there yet, but we're get, we're gonna get into jean shorts and everything like that that are just unreal coming up. Oh, yeah. So we've got oh, time and to get there. Documentary. Yeah. I thought you meant. I thought you were talking about your fashion. <laughs> well, that too. Um, I mean, it's summertime. It's almost summertime. The jean shorts are coming Fair. out. You know. I, I love. I think it's amazing how. I mean, at least the way they have set it up in these first two episodes here. That you know, we've talked about some of the animosity and the tension, but like. The biggest distraction on this team was not Dennis Rodman, but it absolutely intuitively would be. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it was really Scottie Pippen. It was probably also Michael's frustration. It seems like selfishness in his eyes. And um, obviously Phil knowing it's his last his last season, that seems like a bigger distraction than anything Dennis Rodman was doing. Although I'm sure what he was doing off the court was – was yeah. certainly a little different. I mean the the fact that they had the foresight to give them unauthor or like un unrestricted access to the entire season knowing how big of a deal that is going to be was brilliant. And to you know wind that back later on is and, and doing it in this way is one of the most one of the better production things and I don't give ESPN credit for a lot, but this is one of the production things that is really impressive so far. They've always been really good with the 30 for 30s. That was one of Bill Simmons' best yeah. ideas for sure when he yeah. was there. And they've always done a really good job because they've actually put the time and the money and the resources into them and found directors that are really passionate about it. And the fact that they just knew like this footage is going to be valuable one day, we haven't seen a lot of this, is insane. And it's they've crystal- Saturn effort. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's crystal clear. It's, you know, they've obviously retouched it and all that but they've sat on it for years yeah yeah 23 years dude yeah. like this is a cash cow i can't believe they sat on it for this long yeah it's crazy how a lot of the like going back in when they cut to like an espn anchor it's a 
some of the same anchors that are still on to this day. Yes. It's like, damn, I didn't realize like you had been on ESPN for 25 years. Yeah. I think they had one of Brian Gumble on there where he like he yep. like looks super young, and then they had Stuart Young. Stuart Scott was really good with yep. the the mustache, yep. the Jordan oh, yeah. mustache. Oh yeah, uh, I will say I don't like the uh, State Farm commercial that wound into kind of sitting at the news desk talking about the 30 for 30. You know about the last dance, saying yeah. That, yeah, but yeah. then it just ended up being a state farm commercial. Get the hell out of here with that! <laughs> I don't like that. It's not good. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I, I was pleasantly surprised by this, the presentation overall of it, and I think we're in for some, some good stuff coming up. I yeah. really do. I really like. Part of me just wishes like all ten would come out tonight, and I could just do an all nighter. I do, but I think this is a good way to digest it. I think we need to let it breathe for it's every other what every two weeks right now something is it like, i thought it was next week is it next week yeah i think wrong? they're doing two every sunday two every sunday okay All yeah right. so it'll be it'll come out over five weeks i didn't know stretch, if they put a week in between. ultimately i i probably would regret trying to watch that many in a row and just getting exhausted but i was i was ready for more like when it when it turned off for sure I was too, but I think I was about at my limit of, I mean, Kyle, you and I have talked about this at nauseum. I don't like things that are too long, and th- right. that definitely was about my mark, was I think two hours of sitting time. I think it was the r- it's the right amount of time, I think. Yeah. And just gives me time to kind of digest what all I heard. Like, you can kind of go through and listen to, like, what all the analysis is on, you know, all the shows throughout the week and kind of have a good mind going into it, I guess. Right. So. I really enjoyed listening to, like, the certainty in Bird and Magic's voice when they talked about Michael being the best player that they'd ever seen play. Yeah. Uh, there was no question or contest in, in their vo- voice or tonality. They knew he, w- he was the absolute best. And, like, those that, like, that great of players, you know, we talked about where they rank on our all-time. Having that kind of just, like, like it's not it's not a – question let's stop talking about it it's yeah. unbelievable um it's an endorsement that's for sure it, it speaks yeah. volumes man and like even when you got like guys like steve kerr and you think about some of the players he's been around um as a coach and a player and when you when you hear that it's like maybe we don't like because like, we've talked about it just because like i was born in you know night december of 1990 i didn't see all of jordan like this last dance is like the first thing i remember yeah um so you know See, hearing players say that makes me kind of take a step back and think, okay, maybe this guy is <laughs> the real deal, the greatest player of all time, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I think that makes a difference too. And like, I, whenever they were showing the footage of the ring ceremony at the beginning, whenever they they introduced everybody in, which I love that, you know, of course, Jerry Krause had the lowest, you know, pot, like they went into talking about how he wanted all the credit and then it was just like a absolute crickets fest. Dude, that was like. Identical to the Space Jam. Yeah. Did you notice that? That with, was crazy. With Daffy Duck, it was almost exactly yes, like it. Yes. Exact same thing. Yeah, just absolute crickets. And uh, But I remember watching that ring ceremony, and I literally got chills down my spine, yeah. remembering how, like, vividly remembering watching that. And I was probably fourth grade, something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, man. this Josh, what else did you have on it? Or what were... Uh, what else impressed you the most or what what didn't you expect I should say um from I I didn't 
well, I did expect it, but I was really hopeful that it wouldn't be a Jordan documentary. <laughs> um, just like I started off with the thing that honestly impressed me the most, or I was looking at the most was there, there will never be another player that, that walks out and is introduced like that, like that, the, um, whenever they were introducing it and then there were five championships on the table, like that's never going to be done again. Just carrying all those trophies through there. Yeah, exactly. It's five champions. Like there will never be another player that goes six for six. No, no, I don't think so. No. And the other thing that impressed me was to hear Phil talk about Scotty Pippen was probably the second best player in the league at that time. That's crazy. You imagine what a team would do if you put LeBron and Giannis on the same team? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Get LeBron and AD. I mean, that's like the... Yeah, that's, close. that's relatively that's close. close. <laughs> pretty damn close, for sure. I, I just... I, Yeah, I think that, that was eye-opening, too, in a lot of ways, though, right? Like... Yeah. And, and I just... I, I, I... A lot of times, we'll say that 73 Warriors win or win team actually the one afterwards is better than that team, but they weren't. And I do think that if you put those two teams on the, on the court, the KD teams, they would beat the war or they would beat the bulls. But I don't think that they were that much better than the rest of the league as the, those bulls were. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Does yeah. that make Rel- sense? Relatives to the competition in the league at that time, the bulls were more dominant. Exactly. Right. Right. But yeah. From a matchup standpoint, like, yeah, it's going to be, a mess with with Steve Kerr and Harper on Katie and, and Steph. Yeah. And yeah, and and the more film that I watch on Jordan, the more I go, this guy was in a different league than everybody else on the court. These it's it almost like watching watching Bird try to guard him or watching those guys that were playing around Bird, the whole Celtics team that had 67 wins. Bad. I was like, how the heck did I put Bird in my top 10? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like um so he he had Whenever he first came in the league, I think it, it definitely showed up later in the 90s. But whenever he first came in the league, we were still in the 80s level of of athleticism and still at pretty low athleticism. For a team like that to have 67 wins, um, you know, we, we didn't get to see any of Bird's magnificence. Bird was obviously unbelievable, but it's just played a different pace than it is today and a different speed and a different. Yeah, I, it I, looked I, like it was like early 70s, but you're like, wait, no, that was like. It was 1986 like that wasn't that long ago and the yeah. game really changed i think it changed at, you know five years later than that for you know to quite an athletic game but i think we're yeah. going to see when it gets to the point i hope in the timeline where we talk about the pistons and they talk about the bad boy pistons and they alluded to it today that he started lifting weights you know he didn't do any weight training until those guys came yeah, around i think that's nuts and i mean you see his body evolve like because he was like yeah. 189 when he came in the league was what a scouting yeah, it's a six, said, like six five eight, 189 that's yeah. crazy that's nice. uh, but uh you know i think when he, we get to that which is like the very end of the 80s that's where the game got more athletic more physical um and really got into the like 90s which was kind of peak physicality era um I think that's where it kind of changes and that solidifies or justifies yeah. his, his dominance a little bit more. Cause I think the league was in a lot more talented place then. Even when you look at those guys, I was surprised by how big Charles Oakley was. Um, yeah. That yeah. guy was massive. But when you look at the bad boy Pistons, Lambeer was, yeah, was skinny and he was throwing people around. So it's like these, like, like prime Dwight Howard would have eaten their lunch, you know? Um, but 
I don't want to get on the on all of this. What I'm what I, I say all that to say, he was so. We'll never see another player who is so far out of their era as Jordan was. We'll never see another player that is so much greater than everybody around them. Unless Zion's just working on his three ball right now. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I agree. Possibility. With that 100%. I mean, he's got because he, <laughs> yeah, like that. Like when you look at the list of of verticals in the history of the league, like he's up there at 46 and the rest of the guys are in the two thousands and 2010s. Yep. That's true. It's just like Jordan. And then a bunch of new players. Does the award to of best aged go to Steve Kerr? Cause he hasn't, he doesn't look yeah. any older than he did. The hair, bro. He yeah. looks the exact same. That's crazy. That is, I would kill for that. He looks hair. younger somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible, but you know, maybe some, you know what I love is that like the dad, Lo- like lawn shoes that you see in memes or like the barbecuing shoes you see in memes is what Steve Kerr was actually hooping in in 1994. <laughs> like yeah. he's legitimately just playing in those dude. It's incredible. Is it weird that all of those players in all of their interviews seem like such better interviewers than today's day and age? Well, Even like, I, yeah, I mean, I, I tagged you in, in that uh, video of Steve Kerr at the, at the, um, the, championship rally and he gets up and tells this just hilarious story in front of millions of people he's a young kid you know and it's just these guys just seem surreal and just larger than life like more so than even today's nba players well the sample size now is bigger right you have we've talked about how like the league is on a, a much more even playing field as far as small market and large market teams than it's ever been it's easier to be a fan of a of a team elsewhere like people weren't going to know in the 80s who someone like terry rogier was you know like that's just not something like that could how could that be on your radar there's no way it could have been on your radar because you're like your media source you're relying on the reading a sports column to for your sports takes there aren't there really are no sports takes at this point in time Uh, yeah i yeah i agree with that i do think that the it seems like the quality of interview is better from the player. I agree, Josh. Like, it seems like these guys are answering questions more just, I don't even want to say more professional, but just in a better manner. And it's one that they're older because guys are so young now, but it's the access we have now. And there's so many interviews. There's so much content. Like there's a lot more room to slip up, right? Like, like one was game with like the local page, like, you got a lot more than that going on now, even if you're a mid-level star, especially with social media in there. So I think guys are a lot more like kind of looking over their shoulder, concerned about something they may say. So they just don't say a whole lot and it may cause them to trip on their words or not speak their mind how they want to. I mean, yeah, let me put an idea by you here with the, the NBA and silver specifically have embraced this, we want you to be who you are. Just do whatever you want. That like we we want your personality to right. shine. Is that going to keep us from ever seeing another larger than life figure like Jordan? Probably. More than likely. Jordan. If it's it, not LeBron, if it's not LeBron, who else is it? I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see Giannis doing it, but even he's not as because he's he he says the right things in interviews. But he doesn't have the personality because yeah. of the cultural disconnect. Right, exactly. And also, he doesn't have that super deep voice like Jordan has. Right. Jordan, it's like freaking Thanos is speaking whenever he's interviewing, bro. Like, it's almost like intimidating whenever Jordan's t- You know what's going to sound crazy and, and, and it'll never happen? 
But like, if he had Jordan's mindset, you know who could be that right now, or would be the number one candidate? If you say Zion, no personality and and game, he just has to have. He would have to have the Jordan mindset. Let me think. And health. Julius Randle. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Embiid. Mm. Yeah. If, if he had, had MJ's work ethic with that skill set, seven two can shoot threes. If he had MJ's work ethic and. I think he's got he's got the voice, he's got the personality, he's got all of that. I mean, he kind of sounds like Cookie Monster. A little bit. <laughs> I, but yeah, I mean, sorry, who, go ahead. Who, who is more likely of the current superstars to be that that guy? I mean, it, it might be that it might be that kid I've been telling y'all about that just won Gatorade player of the year as a sophomore in high school. That's absurd. That's yeah, I'm not gonna throw that stuff on a sixteen year old yet. But yeah, maybe. His name? We don't know. Uh, Imani Jones. Imani Jones, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, it's not yeah. LeBron, though. It's no, no. LeBron is is too likable. He's too much of a friend, you know? Yeah. LeBron needs to start gambling. See, that's the LeBron I want to see now. <laughs> I want to. He, he needs to have, like, some, like, sabotaging bad habits. Like, he needs yeah. to He's too busy <laughs> buying schools. For the wine kids. thing isn't going to do it. It needs to be bigger than that. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, it, it, that's a really good point, though. Like, is it going to be impossible for that larger-than-life person? I, I would think that it would. I, I don't think that's possible anymore. I really don't. Yeah, because Jordan enthralled 50, 40-year-olds. Like, I'm I'm older than a lot of NBA players that I look up to now, and it's weird because you don't have that you don't have that somebody that you look up to because you're looking up to these little kids. That sucks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but Jordan enthralled 40, 50-year-olds because he was – that so electric. polished and he had that deep voice and he was just so like when you walked into a room he's one of the few people in the world that you just it, everybody moves for it doesn't matter who you are what do you think that jordan thinks of load management <laughs> i mean he was 50 years old beating beating michael kid grillchrist in practice it's true yeah. <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> here's the thing though if he if he got Kawhi, he would just play him 40 minutes 82 games and end his career <laughs> body him Hey, I think some some of these guys' bodies nowadays are meant to go that long. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. people are playing it heavier. It, like, there's more there's more superstars now, right? But is there more superstars because guys are more cautious with their bodies? And like, there could have been more superstars back in the day. They just like went full throttle, and guys got hurt, and their careers went ended short. Well, I don't for the soup. Yeah, maybe, maybe the superstars that you see from back in the day, though. I mean, we looked at those minutes, dude. Will was playing 50 minutes a game, playing more minutes than they were in a game. Right. Um, But I think that the game is played higher up in the air than it was previously. And that takes more of a toll. That's true. That's true. Who's as durable of a superstar as as Jordan was LeBron Harden. That's about it. Dude, Harden is Harden never misses games. Yeah, dude. When you said that, I was like, "What?" And then I got to thinking about it. I was like, "Wait, that's that's he right." Missed, he missed eleven games in like seven. That's ridiculous. Because he didn't play off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, I I I think that the regardless of whether there's hand checking and the bad boy Pistons stuff, dude, falling down from like if you look at games now there's not a game that goes by not even five minutes that goes by that somebody's not making a circus shot where they're falling on the ground and sliding across the floor after going full speed and jumping towards the rim right that just didn't happen back then yeah. sans jordan not a lot like, of flopping tried, going on 
Yeah. <laughs> right. The flopping, it takes its toll. Yeah. But I mean, it's just more people, the the level at which the ball is at is much higher. Right. I would say feet higher than pre- previously. That fucking scene, whenever Jordan hit his head on the backboard, looked just looked painful, didn't it? That's yeah, that crazy. was crazy. That was unbelievable. He wasn't even like going like directly at the basket either. Like he was changing his body direction, which that's just that's a lot of force to get up there. That's not yeah. something that normal humans can do. No, not at all. Um, all right. Yeah, bottom of the backboard's like eight six. <laughs> yeah, no, no big deal. Gotta get your head, gotta get your head there. Yeah, you gotta get, get up there with the towel and get the head print. Might be off. higher than that. Yeah. No, it's hundred percent. Uh, like bottom of the bottom of the net is eight two. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't I, I, that was another Jerry Krause burn that I loved was whenever he said that they were gonna have to lower the rim for him. That was fucking. Oh my god, dude. And then, like at the end of the Scotty episode, here it starts getting to where Scotty's just yelling shit to him from the back and of the bus. Just, yeah, it's just like other players are just like, Jerry, just get off the bus, bro. Like, just get up and leave. You're a millionaire. They just they just showed the picture of uh, unfortunately our podcast can't see me live, but he's just like cowering yeah. in the in like the window seat, just like, oh, I hope they don't notice me here. Yeah, I know. It's like, bro, it's, so it's not worth the $45 cab ride to stay on that bus. <laughs> yeah. Just go shell out for a cab. And I love that the Bulls were not even remotely concerned with his safety in any way, shape, or form. No, they, not yeah. at all. I don't. Yeah. I just don't understand how a, such a successful you know, organization or how such a, such a successful product could be so dysfunctional. Well, we see it all the time. And, I mean, they were just lucky to have a transcendent superstar. And, I mean, we've seen it since. Like, the Bulls have never really been good Freedom, since actually. this. Well, you know what I'm saying, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Bulls, era, what, do you, what do you mean? Expand on that. The Bulls have just never really been that that good other than during this era of time. Like, they haven't been relevant in our time. And hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, they had the, the, the D- Thibodeau years, D- I guess. Rose, Heinrich, Lou Aldang. Yeah, but that team wasn't Joe really Joe Noah Boozer. I mean, that yeah. team wasn't going to compete for a championship at that point in time. Yeah. I, I never viewed them as they that. Took the not with, not with, yeah. not with Braun in the league. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it's more of yeah. a credit to LeBron that, like, other than, I mean, they just haven't really There's been that eight. successful in that, that way. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That's, that's the only area of success that they have. So an impressive one at that, but still yeah. unbelievable. But I mean, what other successful situations got that toxic Lakers with Shaq and Kobe, I would say yeah, um, was probably of that level of toxicity, but you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't happen that often because it doesn't really make sense. Like, the way Miami Miami ended pretty, you know, amicably. I feel like when Katie left Golden State, did yeah, yeah, for sure. No success there. You don't. (laughs) That's true. You don't typically have a bunch of guys coming up on a contract all at one time like that. That's not typically how it ends up working out. Stuff, dude. You want to hear my conspiracy theory? Yes. I I very much think that. We could end up have. I don't think they'll have another show like this, but I think that the Golden State actually ended a lot like this, with them shipping off Iguodala after he came out and said, "Yeah, they had me playing on a broken leg," and with KD being what flipping looked like Bob Myers was pressuring him into playing. Okay, or yeah. something all right. Happened. No, we're not going into that because you, Dude, he didn't play for like eight games and then decided to go out and no, play like twenty gosh, plus. What happened Come is on. Bob Myers got rid of all the tape because they got him on on tape begging Clay Thompson to go back into the game. Yeah. Forcing yeah. Andre Iguodala in the play. No, I'm just fine. Yeah, I know. 
It's unbelievable. I uh, mean, Eggie came out and said that they were forcing players to play when they were hurt. They forced them to play with a broken leg. Yeah, yep. that's one disgruntled right. player that just and got that's traded. why they shipped them off. One disgruntled player that just got traded. I'm not really taking that as fact. Right. Kate what couldn't are, walk. What are we looking for in episode three and four? Are you looking? Josh sounds like you're looking it to be more geared towards the last dance itself, like this. Yeah, I want the. I want to see this team. Final season. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to see the team. I want to see the season. I love the one on one stuff. I want more of that, honestly, with Same. him, just with scotch and cigar. Same. Uh, that's 100% where my head's at. I've seen the clips. I know all about that. But I want to see, I want to see the shit we haven't seen before. I mean, this is the last. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you don't know when you're going to get it again, if ever. So, right. And I mean, this is the last, like, Kobe footage we have. Like, there's a lot of stuff like that in here that we haven't seen yet that I'm looking forward to. Yep. When do you think we get to some of that? Do you think that's got to be later on, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think they're gonna strategically do that to the end. Um, you know, they're. I think they're gonna. There's gonna be breakdown about Kobe, LeBron, like their view of him, but also like Chuck and the guys he played with, Larry, Magic. I yeah. think there's gonna be more on that than what we saw tonight. I mean, Magic. Josh brought this up a minute ago, but Magic was just at a loss for words, really, about Jordan just yep. in general, and that's absolutely impressive. Yep. So I'm looking forward to more of that. Well, we're gonna do more of these. We'll do one after each episode so next sunday night we'll get done with three and four we'll drop another one we'll talk we'll do we'll do it live here on facebook and youtube as well but we'll drop it on our podcast uh stream as well so we'll be reviewing them uh looking for more stuff to come along the way but it'll be interesting to see what the fallout looks like this week i mean there's there's been a lot of anticipation i can't wait to see what people think about it any other thoughts fellas nope can't wait all right let's get out of here we'll see everybody next week all right later yes